Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. All right, on this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show, we're hanging out at a local group brewing company. A new brewery just opened up on the north side of right near downtown. Beautiful view, excellent cheeseburgers, some great brews. And we're going to be hanging out with James Huggy Bear Wolf and Michael Steve. So everybody get some beers, get ready for this week's Drink of Ages Radio Show. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, Luminary. John Denman. John Denman. This is Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. Hope everybody out there is having a great night. We're having a good night tonight. DJ Muskratch. The producer, I am John Denman, and like I said, we are over here at Local Group Brewing Company, who just celebrated, wasn't quite the grand opening, but the opening of, of the latest brewery here in Houston. And so we got Huggy Bear and Michael Steve hanging out with us, sitting at the table, beautiful night outside, got the garage doors opened up, and just sitting around and having some pints. So welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thank you. And uh, it's good to be here. This last weekend, you know, you guys did open up officially for everybody to come hang out. I saw a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. You got a great little thing going on. You are here yeah, on yeah. the wall. So I saw all, a lot of my friends were posing in front of that, which is, you know, what it's meant to do. <laughs> Making a little FOMO. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people I saw showed up for the opening. That's, that's excellent because, you know. It would not be good if you opened up and nobody showed up. Yeah, it was a uh, it was pretty busy, pretty busy weekend. Saw a lot of people, a lot of uh, familiar faces, and uh, just got real busy. But uh, it was good. It was really good. Well, the the good thing is that you were prepared for it, so you made a lot of beer. Yeah, we made a lot of beer. We still got beer left, so we didn't run out yet. Because uh, that, that that would definitely slow the week down some. Yeah. If, that's coming up yeah we uh, we ran out of food temporarily we had to run to the store to get it but uh, beer isn't so easily accessible you can't just <laughs> make beer in an hour or two so that'd be a little more difficult but um, i'm sure brock wouldn't mind if you're like hey brock we're out of beer can we <laughs> buy some saint arnold to put on kind of defeats the purpose right yeah, yeah a little bit no it was good we yeah we uh so i brewed up a bunch of batches uh four batches right now for our soft opening on tap including uh, one on Nitro. And, uh, yeah, we still got some beer. Put a good dent in it. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, getting ready for this, uh, we thought this has been, I don't know, a couple of years ago, right, that this, this whole thing really started in motion mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah, uh, basically 3.2 years ago to be exact. Um, Because I was definitely counting down the days until it happened. But 
Yeah, it's three years basically in the making. Um, so we we're really excited to finally open the doors on Friday. Um, I mean, three of those years, one of those was spent literally finding the building that we're in and then like a year to kind of get through permitting and that sort of thing. And then a year of construction and design and all that sort of stuff. So it's been it's been a long haul, um, but it's kind of it's funny at the point when we were like three months ago, just waiting for this place to open and all we can think about Huggy's just like, I want to brew beer. I want to brew beer. <laughs> like, when is the system ready? When is the system ready? And then now it's like that's that's the furthest thing from our minds you know like there's so many other things going on now so it's just funny how things change so yeah quick, now you have to run a business yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's the beer's the easy part now <laughs> yeah no the place looks place looks great uh thank nice. you nice i mean it's a, it's a good size enough where you can fit a lot of people in here you've got the kitchen right there where you can sit and watch them prepare the food yeah yeah there's a big fish bowl we want to showcase everything. We got windows into the kitchen, into the brew house, into the cold box, into the cellar. So we're not we're kind of proud of what we're doing, and we're not afraid to show it off. In the restrooms. No, I'm just joking. They're, they're not, they're, <laughs> just the hallway the to the restrooms. In the hallway, though. <laughs> but no, it's uh, no the place really does. I mean, it looks good. It's my first time out here. Uh, I didn't make it over the weekend, but uh, I'm glad we made it out for this week. And there's just a lot going on in this little area just north of downtown. And, and where we are, we're just right on the other side of I-10 from downtown. Yep. So, uh, I don't know, what is a quarter mile to St. Arnold? Yep. Very close. Um, uh, Hardy. What, what's, uh, Hardy Yards, yeah, right across Hardy the street, Yard, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the art studio is right on the other side of I-10 right here. You see Minute Maid Park, mm-hmm. beautiful view of downtown. And actually, it's, it's a good way, like, if you're coming during traffic time and you're heading 59 south into downtown, if you get off before you get to I-10 and make the little loop kind of around St. Arnold and right around through here, you skip a lot of traffic heading, you know, on I-10 west. I've done this quite a few times here lately. Waze, Waze always helps me out. Yeah. Yeah, now I have to make a little detour here, too. It's a, And so, yeah, so, so, you know, 5 o'clock traffic, make a little detour, stop in, get a burger, you yeah. know, a little pre-dinner burger. And, burger and uh, beer, yeah. And a beer. Yeah, just wait it out. We got the full kitchen going right now and four beers on tap. Uh, so, yeah, we got something for everyone, we hope. I actually got a phone call, like, uh, I don't, maybe it was three months ago or something, and some guy called me, and he was like, are you guys open yet? I'm like, uh, no, we're not open yet. He's like, because I'm stuck in traffic, and I, I don't, I don't want to be anymore. <laughs> so maybe we are going to get people like that eventually. Just like I'm, I'm taking a detour to the the local brew pub here. I feel yeah. like I feel like all the people that funnel out of downtown, this is going to be a real easy stop for them for all the people who live on the north side. Yeah, definitely. We're just minutes from downtown. Uh, we're off of 59, I10, uh, 45. So yeah, kind of a good intersection right here. This. This area here north of uh, I-10, is uh, there's not a lot going on in this area for food and for beer, so we're happy to be in the neighborhood and kind of adding something to it, I think. Yeah, th- this this area was kind of just abandoned for a long time, and <clears throat> when you get just a few blocks north, then you start getting to the houses and all the businesses, but here right around I-10, there was just a lot of property, and I remember... I guess probably like four or five years ago, you know, looking at some stuff out here, and I went to the city of Houston, and we pulled up some things on the maps and stuff, and I was talking to one of the city planners, and on the actual map 
a lot of the area, you know, towards St. Arnold, it was called St. Arnoldville. Hmm. And it was like, all right, that's that's pretty pretty good, Brock. <laughs> yeah. I guess you've been buying some stuff up around here. Uh, Got someone's so, attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but coming back to over the Elysian Viaduct, you know, they they just redid that, and that's right near here. Yeah, and that's where you call you know, balls to get up to Hardy Toll Road and everything. Uh, I was driving that way the other day, and and it's like, man, there there's a lot of room for growth in this part of part of downtown yeah. for business. Yeah, the Hardy Yards have been empty. It's grass lot for the last uh, couple of decades, I think. And the city's been trying to push this area, so they redid the street, uh, Burnett Street, right in front of us. A couple uh, was that about a year and a half ago or something? A few years ago, yeah, yeah. before we bought this land. But so they widened yeah. the street, new street lights, new sidewalks. So they want to develop the area. At the end of at Main Street in Burnett is the transit center, so it's the buses and light rail, uh, both come into there. So there's, they're trying to get people to come to this area, and uh, we're we got the apartment across the street, and now we're open. So we're kind of one of the first few uh, things in here right now. There there was a talk for a while about developing this side of Buffalo Bayou, with shops, apartments, you know, retail, the whole thing, and that's been years. I don't know what's yeah, it looking if you look on the internet, there's like a big development plan for the Hardy Yards area. And that was like probably 10 years ago that they, they created that. And if you look at it now, we got the one apartment that opened up in August. There's one being built right now. And then there's two pieces of land right across the street from us that are like, they've just been replatted. So I don't want to say what's going on there because I don't really know. But it feels like um, there's going to be two more apartment buildings going up. So after that, it would literally be four apartment buildings like across the street from us. And then there's a one 10.7 acre site. It's kind of left over, so um, we'll see. It's up for sale right now. You can see the sign on it. Um, so we'll see whatever goes in that land, but uh, it's a, mostly apartments as of right now, so it's not to... Point, you know what I could do at 10.7 acres right near downtown? A water park. A water park? <laughs> <laughs> Beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the things we when we got this piece of land was just... It's so close to downtown, and it's vacant, and there's all sorts of land, and there's still land for sale here, so it's like it's ripe for development, and so uh, we're just really excited about this neighborhood. It's close to downtown, it leaves in Viaduct, you've got the light rail, it's you got all these freeways around you, it's very accessible, so I, th- I think it's a great spot to be in. It is. Where you guys, so you guys were able to buy the building? Yeah, yeah. That's a big, that's, that's really big right there for sure, because... Uh, yeah, I've talked to a few breweries, you know, and when it comes time to renew that lease, that is never never yeah. an easy easy pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's like a cuz for the landlord, you basically it's a steady income stream, right? But and he they appreciate that, um whoever it is he or she. Um but for the the business owner, like you got to consider how much investment you want to put into it. So it's like when you look at this building, you can see that a, there's a lot of resources put into it. And it's part of it's because we didn't we own it. Like this business here is is ours, so we don't have to worry about like rent increasing too much in the future or that sort of thing. But um, it it just kind of makes a, a difference a on how much business you put into model it if you're able to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah if you have sure. the resources, and we're looking it. very long term, so we put a lot of planning, did a lot of things because we know we're going to be here for a while. And we want to do it right, so we don't have to redo it again in about five, six years. 
Yeah, you definitely have plenty of space. And, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, Huggerberry gave me a tour of the facilities and you know, the brew house and uh, how many fermenters you can actually fit in the room back there. And if you get to that point, then you're making a tremendous amount of beer. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we get if we get 12 in there, we're up to about 5,000 barrels or so. So we're, uh, we're rocking at that point. That's pretty good for a brew pub. Yeah, you guys have any plans to try to distro any beer, or just just pretty much keep everything in house right now? Yeah, so initially we'll uh, we'll distro to like restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Kegs just self distribution. We'll get like a little delivery truck and do that. Maybe um, just a couple of us doing it, um, but on a wide scale canning that sort of thing. That's not uh, in the foreseeable future. We'll we'll sell cans out of the tap room. Um, we do it right now for, through a crowler machine and maybe by a canning machine in the future, but nothing. No cans in grocery stores or anything, at least for the... For the yeah, time being. Yeah. So when you buy that 10-acre plot and you just build that manufacturing, you know, 100,000-barrel yeah. system yeah, over there. Yeah, put the 60-barrel brew house on yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we really want to focus on the tap room. Like, it's the customer experience inside this building. I think, I think right now that's, that's, that's definitely uh, what people are looking for. They're looking for the experience in the tap rooms. And, and so, I mean, it's, it's, I go to tap rooms. Uh, that's where I, I like to go hang out and drink beer. Yeah. So stop by tap rooms where you can get some food, good food, and drink some good beers. And I think the place like this, especially right now before they build the other apartment where you can sit back, nice cool night like, and stare at downtown, yeah. not a bad place. It's nice. I don't get tired of that view. <laughs> no. No. Uh, let's get another beer and we get back. We'll talk more to Local Group Brewing Company. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. Be right back. Houston, this is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday, and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Listen to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denden, DJ Muskratch, the producer, and we are at Local Group Brewing Company. We have Hoagie Bear and Michael Steve hanging out with us. Welcome back, fellas. Now, a quick you, little beer you. break. Hope everybody is drinking something good out there and uh, enjoying this this Friday night show. I've gone through. This is a third beer. Third beer, yeah. The third beer. I had a. You know, some shows we start segment one with the first beer, but we had an appetizer, you know, before. <laughs> so uh, went and got the first beer out of the way whenever I got here. 
And uh, tell us about that beer. So the first one you had was Sparkle Motion. So I'm calling that our American Sparkling Ale. Uh, it's kind of a little bit different. It's very light, easy to drink, uh, very crisp, uh, with not too much alcohol, and just kind of a nice summer beer is what I was going for. But not too lingering on the flavor and a nice crisp uh, profile. That's that's pretty much how I would describe it because it, it, was, it was definitely crushable and low ABV, uh, easy drinking, but... It wasn't just like a really light beer. Right. That's, that's what I enjoyed about it. You know, right now everybody's coming out of these low ABV beers that are just very. They just you, they finish really quickly and clean and crisp. You know, and it's like well, it's just if you're gonna make something like a Bud Light, then just drink a Bud Light. You know, put something <laughs> with a little flavor and a little body into it, and still make it like a low ABV beer. And and that's what you guys did. Yeah, I wanted to have a little more body than like a typical light beer as well so i designed the recipe for that and the water profile as well yeah you're showing me you have a whole ro system back there mm-hmm. uh, because you know as last week kind of went through like sometimes city of houston water isn't what you want to be right you know drinking yeah and but with that you know you get to you basically strip you strip everything out of the water everything that you know that's contaminants uh, all the chlorine and all the minerals and salts and all the stuff that's added and then you're able to take that pure water and add all the different stuff there salts and things to match water profiles for the beer chemistry that you want to make yeah exactly so i can strip it down and add the magnesium calcium sulfate chlorides all the all the good stuff to uh, make the beer so if i want to emphasize the hop character the malt character make it crisp make it full-bodied uh, we can do that with the water profile. So that was important to me. Yeah, a little science behind these experiments. Yeah. Know, beer experiments. But that's where, you know, that's why when you go places, the beer tastes better there you know, than, than other. Well, I, I take that back because, you know, when we were down in Costa Rica, uh, you know, drink a lot of Imperials. And mm-hmm. they do taste better there, but they taste probably the same. I think just because you're sitting there looking at the beach and everything else, that's why they taste so good. But, um, but you know, if you're making an Irish stout, then you need to match the profile, the water profile of the salts and minerals, so you get like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. get the flavor profiles from the because the hops react differently depending on the water chemistry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we can we can do whatever we want. Houston water is a little hard, so it's a hard water. So it's good for a few styles of beer, but it doesn't let you have a very big range. And since we're doing the brew pub here and we're doing food, I wanted to do a wide variety of beers. So light beers, dark beers, heavy beers, hoppy beers, like you know, everything in between. And so doing that lets us kind of do that. IPAs, you can make good IPAs with Houston city water. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a little harder to make a New England IPA though. Can't make a New England IPA yeah. unless you unless you add on. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you can. You can just add more. Uh, but the good old like, West Coast Danky IPAs, yeah, those work well with the the good hard water. Ah, I just spilled my beer. It happens sometimes. Foul. <laughs> and it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> yeah, so local group brewing company. Uh, this is beer I'm drinking now is is the hazy IPA. Yes, and but it's a nine percenter 
if I'm not mistaken, correct? Do you feel it yet? Uh, Maybe well, in a bit. I'm just going to take a nap <laughs> over here while you guys finish the show. <laughs> if, I, if I fade a little bit, you guys just talk amongst yourself. And uh, But yeah, this is here. It's a really good beer. Thank you. Yeah, that was our Double New England IPA. Uh, 9%, very juicy, uh, very tropical. I got mango, pineapple kind of character out of it. It's kind of rides the line between bitter and sweet. It starts off, feels a little sweet, and then the kind of the uh, bitterness kind of kicks in, and then just kind of rides pretty smooth, and then uh, the, then it kind of just drops off. Uh, but then that fruit finish lingers as well. I a lot of the, a lot of the big hazy IPAs that get to that eight to ten percent range, you know, and the double I, hazy IPAs, they are typically really sweet. And where it's like, oh, that's good. But then after about, you know, the first glass of it, you're like, I can't drink any more of that. I need something else. Where this one does have a little bit of sweetness, but it's not It's not that big sweetness where uh, a lot of these lately that I've tried, even from out of you know, different states, people coming up, you, know, you got to try this new double IPA. You know, it's like, man, it's just not that good. Or maybe it's just me, you know. It's just not the profile that I'm looking for right now. Yeah, it could be. I know. I think palettes have shifted, and sweeter things are kind of in more in vogue right now. I like donuts. <laughs> you know, I was. But you I was can still only have one donut. And yeah. Then you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I, man, what I walked in my kitchen last night. Uh, we ordered pizza and stuff. You know, Kelly went to the store, came home. Ate pizza and then walked in the kitchen, and there was a whole box of chocolate covered donuts. And it was everything I had not to tear through, <laughs> like the you know, there's only bite size. Yeah, no, that's torture. I digress, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the, the sweetness in beers, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of that flavor profile in, in my beers. Uh, now, when you start talking about stouts, things like that, then I don't mind it so much, but it's a different type of sweetness. Okay. Right? It's, it's not the hop sweetness. You get the sweetness from the malts and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, different other things. But uh, I don't know. This one here, this one here kind of fits my profile pretty well <laughs> for what I feel like drinking. Oh, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people agree with you. It's been our best seller so far. Yeah, it's it's really been going. It's a dangerous beer because like it's not too sweet, so you can actually have a few of those like quite easily, and it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't burden your your palate. You can have a couple, and it's not too bitter where it's on the other side of that spectrum. And the alcohol is not really that apparent either. So it's uh, yeah, it's really this whole style is is a a style that I think could. Yeah, of course it had its you know haze craze and all the the beer nerds and everybody the small beer culture, you know some of them are like oh I'm not drinking this you know whatever it's just a fad and all that and it's like no it's not really a fad I mean it's a it's a good style of beer it's a new style of beer it's good it tastes great and people like it but the crazy thing is is that a lot of people like it it's not just like the normal beer people that are running around drinking you know hazy ipas or you know they're ones looking for the next crazy thing or something else but like the normal people the uh, yeah normal just everyday beer drinkers are like oh i like that i don't i don't like ipas well try this one and they're like oh that one's actually pretty good yeah actually this beer the first test batch i did i went out of town 
and we had a. Uh, so I we were, brew, we were brewing beers in the garage, doing a bunch of test batches, and I brewed this for the first test batch I did on the first recipe of this one. And I went out of town. I was like, all right, beer's ready. I'm going out of town to see you guys next week, you know. And uh, so, but they had the get together without me. And Todd, uh, our partner, uh, his dad drank it, and his wife, his mom was there. And he's like, all right, give me something to drink. And his, his dad's like, all right, here, pour, pour you a little of this. He gave her a taste, and she's like, no, give me a full glass. And she was, she was drinking full glasses of this beer. <laughs> and she's like, that's so good. <laughs> and then things got interesting. Yeah. It got a little crazy. I heard that night. So, <laughs> yeah, nine percent beer can can uh, kind of elevate things pretty quickly. Yeah, it kind of changes the uh, tone of the conversation, especially when it's like free in a garage too. And it's like, hey, t- test our beer. Like, all you can kind of drink, and people are like, well, that tastes really good. I'm gonna have five of those. And then next yes. thing you know, it's it, the spark emotion is one thing, but uh, that beer is a little different to have five. So it's when the yeah. neighbors tell you how much they really love you. <laughs> You're the best neighbor. <laughs> of course. That's how you hey, make friends. Why don't you have one of these beers? Yeah, you'll feel better. <laughs> Yeah, all right, let's take another break and get back. We'll talk more with local group. We have Huggy Bear and Michael Steve hanging out. This is Drink of Ages, Drink of Ages radio show. That might be that 9%. It could be. Right there. could be. It's only been eight years of saying Drink of Ages radio show, so... one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located eight miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletop.com and give us a like on Facebook. We are back, and you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskrat is a producer. We are hanging out at local group brewing company, James Huggy Bear Wolf and Michael Steve. Was our guest this week, and we are here on location, just sitting here, uh, staring at a beautiful downtown city lights, right just north of downtown on the other side of I-10. As uh, new brew pub, they just opened up. This last weekend and grand opening coming up soon. Yeah, soon. Soonish. Soonish. Um, no date quite picked yet. No date. I think we could say that it's going to be in the month of March. So uh, that's about as 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 much as we have a lockdown right now. March is a good month. March is good. It is a good month. We got some birthdays in March. <laughs> March thirteenth. Oh, I don't know nice. where I'm going to have a party this year though. Man, I don't have a pub anymore. God, I didn't even think about that until just like right now. Oh, man. That's short notice. Yeah. Well, we're going camping that week, a spring break. 
to you know take the kids camping and all that, but we'll get back Friday for Friday the thirteenth and find some place to go. Yeah, it might it might just be uh, something. Chicken wings over there are pretty good. But um, if only we knew of this new place that just opened up, we could go to. There's for a, a place we party. just just, that just opened <laughs> up that you know, could be a great place to come by and have a big birthday bash. They also yeah. have chicken wings too. I need to try your chicken wings. <laughs> I don't know. That's well, burgers, burgers, and chicken wings. I mean, two of my favorite foods that I, I wake up in the morning and I don't want breakfast. I want a cheeseburger or chicken wings. I mean, that's like like five out of seven days of the week. Yeah, you know, I wake up and it's like, man, I just and so I think about where I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger or where I'm going to go, you know, eat chicken wings. That's how you plan your day. So I can come here <laughs> and get both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lunch and lunch. When you have cold pizza in the fridge, when you wake up in the morning, and you're just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush that piece of cold pizza. And it's gonna be great." <laughs> cold pizza is really good. Um, one of the things that uh, I learned when we were in Florida, and you know, everybody always talks about like cold fried chicken is like the best, and I love fried chicken too. And cold fried chicken is delicious. But next day, fried shrimp. Like straight cold out of the refrigerator, beats chicken hands down. Hmm, I haven't tried that. It is so good. I've always heard seafood doesn't uh, reheat very well, so I guess if you eat it cold, that's the best. Just way. eat it cold. Yeah. yeah. So that that cold fried shrimp, man, it was so much better than than the cold fried chicken. Just try it sometime. All right. But shrimp are one of those things that that I hardly ever leave them on the plate because. Yeah, it's not like I'm sentimental or anything. I'm a meat eater, but it's like that's the whole life. <laughs> you know, you're eating the whole thing. Yeah, so it's like I, I never let them go to waste, and I'll sit there and eat the, the last shrimp. Same with crawfish right, right now. If I order like five pounds of crawfish, I'm eating all five pounds. Because <laughs> like, man, buddy, you gave up your whole thing. Well, you didn't mean to. You didn't want to, but yeah, I'm eating. Yeah, I mean all of it. So you got to honor him. Got to honor it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Beer. Yeah, so for our anniversary, we're going to put on some... We got four beers here, and then we're going to... Next set of four beers will go on. Uh, I'll give you a preview of that. We got a, a New England IPA, a single IPA. And then we got like a West Coast New England hybrid, kind of an in-betweener IPA as well. We Sounds got a, interesting. How's that one going to work? Yeah, so it's it's... Like a uh, bitter, juicy IPA? I, I would say a little more bitter. Not quite as bitter and dry as a typical West Coast, uh, but a little bit more bitterness with some New England-style hops, so some of the new school hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to drop the, I'm trying to get the clarity going as well. Uh, so the typical, you know, the New England juicy is the hazy, and the uh, West Coast is clear. So we're trying to go clear uh, with the new school hops and with that juiciness as well. Sounds like a very easy drinking beer, yeah. actually. Yeah, I just dry hopped it today for the second time, so <laughs> it's uh, it's smelling pretty good. And then we got a kettle sour uh, with raspberries. We're going to try to rotate different fruits through there. And then we got horchata nita. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I said the other one did, but this one sounds even more interesting. Yeah, so we got a horchata-inspired uh, beer. Uh which if a lot you're like in Houston you're and you don't know what an orchata is, just move out of Houston. 
because that stuff is delicious. Yeah, cinnamon, lactose, nutmeg. Uh, got some uh, uh, caramel malts in there too to kind of give it a little bit of sweetness. So that'd be pretty good. Maybe on nitro? Yeah, someone else mentioned that tonight as well. So we have one nitro tap, and right now we have our little star stout on there. And But I may do a few kegs for the nitro for that and throw it on, see how it tastes, you know? In my mind, it tastes really good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in mad. I don't know if you saw me like look up for a little bit, but that was that was me just really just like tasting what that beer is. You're drinking it in your brain. <laughs> it was. I may have like, that's, zoned that's, out for for like five seconds there. That's the beauty of a craft brew pub. We can do whatever we want. Um, yeah, we'll throw that on nitro. Sure, we'll test it out. Yeah, Why yeah, not? yeah. With, with the with the system you guys have and. Um, you know, with the tanks, uh, man, you guys be able to rotate through a lot of different beers, get to try a lot of different fun stuff out. Yeah, that's the hope. We're going to have, uh, we'll throw some beers out there. I think the, some of the first beers we're putting out are um, some crowd favorites. So those will probably be coming back uh, or on regular rotation. And then we'll just rotate some new stuff through. Just kind of see what hits, see what doesn't hit. And uh, just push it again, do it again, do it again. we got a small system, so we can do that. We're also selling the beer to go, so it'll let us kind of run through the beer a little bit quicker as well. So we run out of beer. We got run another one right behind it too. Man, yeah, yeah, it is. It's Muskrash is like that's awesome. It's like, but <laughs> no, this is a. Uh, I mean, Huggy Bear. We met. Oh god, I don't know how I many. I guess probably about eight years ago. I guess it was. Yeah. Something along that that time frame, and uh, you were making yeah. good beers out there at no label for a long time, and that, that's a that's a fun spot out there. Yeah, I joke about there El Jefe all the time. I don't know if that was your recipe, but I still joke about that <laughs> beer all the time. No, it wasn't my recipe. Um, I tried to make some improvements on some of them, and some of them we kind of had to just that was what people expected, and so that's kind of what we had to make. Yeah, it is. It's a great, great place out there, and then uh, went up to Southern Star for a little bit. Yeah, I was up there for Another a few years. Another great brewery on the north side, north, yeah. north, north side of town. I learned a lot up there, consistency, uh, quality, different, just some kind of new techniques. So I was at No Label. That was the third brewery in the Houston area, and Southern Star was the second brewery in the Houston area. And when we were starting up at, at No Label, I was there you know, a year after they opened, and we were learning stuff from Southern Star, basically. Like, we talked to them, and they're like, we're like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And they're like, oh, we do this. And we're like, oh, cool. So then we adopted that. So it was kind of cool to go up to Southern Star. And then uh, Dave and Sam both came from St. Arnold. And so they brought a lot of that stuff with them as well, too. So we're just kind of passing the information along to the next and to the next one. At that time, like I said, it was a second and third brewery that opened up. Uh, yeah, I like right now. It would be hard to open up a brewery of that size. So I think yeah. what you guys yeah. are looking at right here, you know, just uh, the the brew pub concept. Uh, like if we hit, if we hit a thousand barrels this year, we're rocking. You know, we, we get to a max where we're doing like five thousand barrels. We're we're doing exactly what we want to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that market's kind of changed. It's it's hard to do big. Big production, and you're making just a few core beers that you're pushing out, and it's not easy to do that. So I think even the big breweries are finding out they got to start doing some small test batches, 
Um, I know just today St. Arnold dropped a uh, hazy IPA in cans out of the tap room today. Uh, so even they're looking at it and going, all right, got to play around, experiment, kind of let, let a brewer show off. People people just, their concentration is only like five seconds. I mean, we, we joked about <laughs> that like, 10 years ago. Like, man, people are just like, just can't pay attention very long at all. And now, I mean, it's even gotten worse. It's like, hey, look, there's something else shiny. And that's what, yeah. so it's like trying to come up with something <laughs> new and Everything else, and I mean, not even going to get into Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm the first one to ever try this beer. It's like, no, man, just just drink it and enjoy beer for what it is. But, um, but yeah, it's like like the the market's changed to a weird way where, um, I don't know. It should be it's going to be an interesting year for sure. I think, but for um, like places like you guys, where you're able to continuously make new beers try different things put new beers out there give and see what's working and what's not working so well and then i don't know maybe they said uh, from there you create maybe a little core like these two beers will always be on tap you know the crowd favorites and then which should be a series honestly just a series called crowd favorite <laughs> there we go that's it's not a bad plan that's a good that's a good beer name uh just call it <laughs> and uh then from there, just get to play with so much, so much different things, man, and make so many different types of beers. It's exciting. Yeah, it yeah. is very exciting. It really is, and like beyond the beers too, like it, like we're kind of mentioning like St. Arnold's and you know Carbock and even No Label and a lot of these other guys that distribute a lot, and like that's kind of not the route we're going down. And you look, we also have a restaurant attached to this brewery, or like we're we're basically a brewery that has its own restaurant, a restaurant that brews its own beer, so. Not only do we want to experiment with our beers, but we want to experiment with the food. Um, so it's like if you go to a, like a restaurant, you don't go to the same restaurant every week. You might have your favorite, but you test out different restaurants. Like look at the Houston restaurant scene. It's booming, right? People want to go to different restaurants. And I think the brew pub scene is kind of along the same lines. Like, you know, you're going to have people that have a favorite brew pub, but they want to check out different spots and they want to go to new places. They want to try new beer. They want to try new f- food. They want to have a different atmosphere. So... It's just way different, I think, and we're, we're, that's what we're trying to tap into. Like, you know, good times, good beer, good food, right? That's kind of what we're going for. So we're going to change up the food, we're going to change up the beer, and we're we're going to go for a chill atmosphere. Well, and then all the combinations together that can be done. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a can't lose. You can do yeah. it all right. I was really trying to hold off talking about food to to the last segment because <laughs> I am I'm getting hungry and. Uh, but no, it's a uh, just having the having a, the kitchen. Like you have a really nice kitchen back there. Yes, I mean, it's not you. just you know this little fryer and you know little griddle or something. I mean, you got a you got a really nice kitchen back there, so you're able to produce a lot of different stuff. So I, mean, I can only imagine what you guys have only already talked about. Yeah, you know, and just just different dinners, different pairings, and everything else. Because that's, that's one of my favorite things, in which. City of Houston does not do that great of a job. Well, they do a great job of it, but just the support is not really there for some reason. Are beer dinners, mm. and uh, I've been to some beer dinners where, yeah, you know, it's just it's like man, there should be this place. This should be sold out for the food and beer that we're doing, and it's just weird. That's a weird one to play with, but having your own brew pub where you can be like, you know what. Friday night, we're going to be making this specific dish, and we're pairing it with these specific beers. 
it opens up a lot more opportunity to to bring those people in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we got a good uh, good kitchen crew, good executive chef Jeff Samaska, and he is doing some really cool stuff. He's doing his own pickling, he's smoking his own bacon, uh, he's curing his own duck. He's making duck prosciutto, duck ham. So he's doing a lot of cool things, um, trying to play around. Kind of, um, we're trying to not just do typical bar food, but trying to bring kind of elevated food, but put it in a casual environment. Uh, we want to eat, eat well, drink well, and have a good time. Oh, man. All right, I'm down. <laughs> Let's get some more beers. Take it to the break. We're here at local group. Uh, this is Drink of Ages. Thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, Contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is ambersear.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for CaskBranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and man, he'll take care of you. food now because uh we actually just put an order in and so we're here at local group brewing company we have huggy bear and michael steve hanging out we've gone through three of the beers that you guys have on tap right now uh the last segment was a double hazy ipa good nine percenter and so now i've moved to the stout mm-hmm. yeah so this, this is little star this is, uh, I just wanted to make a nice, uh, drinkable stout uh, that you could drink summer, winter, whenever. So this one's 4.5%. Uh, a lot of flavor in it. And uh, I use some flaked oats for body as well. 
And you're drinking it on nitro, which I think makes it a little more creamy, uh, drops the acidity in the roast down, and brings out more of that coffee and chocolate flavor. Stouts are stouts are made to be on nitro, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it, it does knock off some of the other big. Uh, it kind of tames them down a little bit, uh, but I, I think. I think it, nitro works very well for stouts. There, there was a few years back where people were putting all kind of stuff on nitro, and it did not play very well. Like when you do a nitro IPA, mm-hmm. you lose like all the hop profile completely. And I think it was Odell, if I'm not mistaken. They had, oh man, it was like I'm trying to remember which one it was, uh, but it was one of the best non-stout nitros I've ever had but it had like a very citrusy flavor to it hmm. and I'm trying to I can't think of what it is right now but um yeah because usually the acidity with the citrus it brings out that flavor a little more and kind of tricks your brain into thinking you're eating an orange or a lemon or a grapefruit or whatever yeah you know? and that's kind of kind of how this 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 one worked <clears throat> but it was it was really good but hmm. uh this style right here though it's very tasty thank you very tasty and uh you know, again, another low ABV beer. So, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my drinking is lesser alcohol. You know, I'm gonna drink a few beers at a time and uh, usually kind of rotate. Have a have a light beer, have a stout, have an IPA. Um, we'll have to see what the response is from the community. Um, we also want to pair it well with the food, and so I think the lower alcohol beers uh, does that pretty well. Um. <clears throat> Being a brew pub, I mean, the restaurant is a very big part of what you, what you want to do. Like being a legitimate brew pub, not just, you know, a lot of places have a brew pub license, but they're not really a brew pub. You guys have the kitchen back here. And so the food is a very legitimate part of your whole operation. And so you want people to show up for, you know, hang out, have dinner, have a couple beers, you know, and just, it's just, where you go to eat dinner and not just come hang out and drink beer. And so you having the lower ABV beers where you can sit back and have a couple for dinner. It's a good idea. Cause if you start throwing back the 9% double IPA, yeah. by the time I finish that burger, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to end up being a really good night. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we got some good flavor, all the food here, uh, our head executive chef Jeff, he's uh, he likes bold flavors, and so all our food has that bold flavor. And so we wanted to make sure the beer would complement uh, the food as well. And you mentioned too, like uh, <clears throat> kind of having dinner here, and it's you know right now we're doing brunch on Sundays as well. So you can come here literally for brunch. You can get a michelada, uh, which we make like in house, I guess, as most micheladas are done. Um, but so from like 11 to three on Sunday, you can do that. And then from three to six, you can kind of hang out, drink beer and have some appetizers, maybe a burger or something like that. And then six o'clock rolls around and all of a sudden you can get a Texas red first entree or you can get a hanger steak or you can get some chicken. So, um, we kind of have the full gamut here, you know, that we got beer, we got wine, we got everything you need to kind of hang out at any different time in the day, whether it's brunch, lunch, just chilling for a few beers or coming for a dinner with, uh, with some of your friends. Uh, one thing I'm excited about is, you know, we, we order food. So Muskrat has a bacon cheeseburger coming. I have a bacon jalapeno cheeseburger coming. And then Michael, you're like, man, let's get some wings. So I'm like, count me in on some wings. And then 
we're talking, and Huggy Bear's like, smoke those wings in-house. So well, that's, that's the, the proper way <laughs> to eat a chicken wing, I mean, is to have a good smoked wing, flash fried, and then ready to roll, man, with some good hot sauce, buffalo sauce on it. Yeah. And I, the chef that was important to him, when, like, I remember meeting him, you know, I don't know, two, three months ago, whatever, at the store. And he's like, we got to look at smoking some of our stuff. You know, I want to smoke the bacon. I want to smoke some wings. And we started looking at these little kind of, it was almost residential smoke or something you do on your back porch. And then, like, that quickly escalated to something that was just like, no, we need a commercial smoker in here because we're going to do this, like, we're going to do it right. And we want to serve good food. And it's going to be involved with the wings. It's going to be involved with pork bellies bacon and everything so uh we 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 wanted to uh, it's a scratch kitchen here so you know house-made buns house-made pretzels smoking in-house curing in-house all these sorts of things it's just important to us just like the beer is you know huggy puts all this effort into the beer we're, we're putting that same effort into the food yeah i'm looking forward to it. whenever i walked in you know people were <laughs> eating and i see food going by and it's like oh that's going to happen to me here shortly <laughs> let's hurry up with this show yeah <laughs> It's not an hour-long show this week. We should have cut it down to 30 minutes. <laughs> there's, there's probably some sports that could have been talked about on ESPN. Yeah, we're trying to get people to come in for the beer, get people to, uh, different people to come in for the food, You know, get the foodies out here that wouldn't necessarily come to a brew pub because uh, of the food scene, but I think we can uh, give them some cool options. Well, I mean, there, there's a, a whole community of, of the beer people that you, know, you will have popping in here. When you throw in that whole aspect of food, yeah, and like you're saying, you know, just not just normal, just menu items, but some some stuff that you know is curated back there. The you know, the chefs really taking a different approach to these different items, and I mean, it, to me, it's a, it's a great Saturday afternoon. But you guys don't open up for lunch yet. Only, you said, on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, lunch. And then we're doing brunch uh, Sunday, 11 to 3. And then we're open 3 to 10, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And close uh, on Mondays. Close on Mondays. We need a day off, kind of in between. A uh, day to prep, get food in. Uh, I need a day to brew when we're not open to the public. <laughs> so... I think the Monday day off is actually really good for this entire, like, building. You know, everybody just gets a break after the weekend, especially this past weekend. So, it's, yeah, I think it works out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, we opened up Friday, and it was jam-packed in here. We had the who's who of the Houston beer scene was out here, and it was awesome. And uh, we were exhausted. And so, we took Monday <laughs> off, and it was well-deserved rest. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we're going to be closed on Tuesdays, too. Why? Business slow? No. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. That's the opposite. That's why we're closed on Tuesday now. Yeah, just this Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. We just need one more day off. No, we opened up Tuesday, then. We had a bunch of people out here as well. I think some people had missed the weekend, and uh, they came out here, and so we, we did have uh, some people out last night. Yeah. And then it was a good reprieve from the weekend, so we got to catch up and restock and clean and all that. So what else is in the works for this place? Uh, so what? for beer wise, um, we're going to get some barrels here soon. I'm going to brew, uh, some beer and throw it in the barrels, let it age. It's going to take a while. So we got to get started soon. The sooner we get started, the sooner we can drink it. Um, and then we're going to, I got four more beers coming off for the anniversary. And then I got to brew four more beers behind that again. Um, I'm trying to think what else. 
I haven't really thought too much past in the future. I'm kind of focused on. We were focused on getting open, and so now it's like, all right. Now we're open. Now it's the next step. Now, now we have to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, like, you know, Huggy's got this great beer lineup coming, too. Like, you know, he's got four beers in the tanks right now. He's got four planned. And, like, you know, he's got some kegs or some Golden Gate kegs where he can, like, introduce some fruits and do some cool things with the front of house staff. But beyond that, you know, besides the kitchen and, you know, we got four wines on taps. They're all Texas wines, 100% Texas grapes. Um, we serve a wine flight. We got a cider from St. Arnold. Um, you know, you see our motto up there. It's, hey, neighbor, who else are we going to get our cider from but St. Arnold? You know, we got sodas on tap from St. Arnold. We got uh, Dublin Colas on tap as well. They're all Texas sourced and things like that. We got a kid's menu. Um, we got kids' toys here right beside us. So it's kid-friendly, pup-friendly, huge patio. You can bring your dog. We got dog bowls for them as well. So kind of like you said earlier, like, yeah, we, we got some great beer here. Huggy's doing some great things, but we also got um, some good food and some good atmosphere and some, some wines and some sodas and kids' menus and all sorts of things for kind of appeal to the general mass. Uh, it's a it's a hell of a spot. I'm looking at the kids' toy where you have the telephone jack. You know where you, the, the old <laughs> the old school telephone jack. Yeah. Did people even have those in their house anymore? They yeah. they put those in their home. Yeah, we got I got one in my apartment, and I'm looked at it the other day, and I'm like, why do I have that here? <laughs> <laughs> kids, this is what it was like in 1999. The amount of times somebody comes up to me and they're like, "What is this?" and it's like, it's probably from that rocket ship over there and you know what uh todd's wife our partner actually designed this thing she built it and it was great when yeah. kids come in here like i'll see the come in and they just run immediately over here to this thing and it's just like they're gravitate to it so it's pretty cool and you know we got the table here and the bench there so it's a nice little area for like a family to come and hang out and the kids are kind of you know held in the corner here so that kind of can't run <laughs> off if you will i guess yeah <laughs> That's where kids need to be, <laughs> you know, in the corner. <laughs> yeah, we want to... Those are my kids. <laughs> we want to have the families... We're family-friendly. You know, Todd's got two boys of his own, and uh, we want to attract that... Have family out here and, and kids out here, and, uh, you know, just kind of create a nice atmosphere that everyone wants to hang out. Mm. You know, you go to Germany, and it's just... You, everyone goes to the beer garden. Whole family, grandma, down to the, you know, the grandkids... And uh, you just that's what you do. You do that on the, on the weekends and stuff. So we want to do the same thing here. And there's no stigma. You know, it's just having a good time and, you know, being responsible, you know. Yeah, I, I like the sound of all that. And you guys have created a really kick-ass spot here in Houston, man. And thanks for having us out for the show. Ah, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming. Congratulations on getting the whole operation open because it is a huge <laughs> hurdle and mountain to climb and the city of Houston and everything else that you guys had to go through to get this place open where you can actually serve, serve food and, and serve beer, man. So congratulations on all that. Yes. Thank you. It's been a long journey, but uh, we're here now. Yeah. All right. Well, follow them on all the social media. I mean, if you look up a local group brewing company, you'll, you'll find out all the information. And as soon as you guys post, you know, the actual grand opening date sometime this month, uh, there's only man, so many more days left in this month, so I'm, I'm I can say it's going to be like this an month. Oddball, like <laughs> yeah. Thursday, <laughs> grand opening, the best Thursday grand opening ever. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> a Thursday to remember. Yeah. Everybody, don't show up for work on Friday. Uh, but uh, Ogie Bear, Michael, thank you, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. 
It's Thank been, you. Uh, it's been fun, man. The beers are great. About to our food sitting there, so we got to cut the show off. <laughs> Food's yeah. on the table. <laughs> But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, this week's show of Drink of Ages. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, or any of the other places on the internet. Internet? Internet? I'm drinking a stout now. Four and a half percent stout. <laughs> The come down set. By the way, you got to try one of those fries right now. I'm just saying, there's so much effort that goes into those fries. <laughs> I have, I'm also a big fan of French fries. So uh, yeah. I, yes, I, I I'm a huge fan. French fries are one of my favorite favorite foods. <laughs> so on behalf of DJ Muskratch and myself, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of Dream of Ages. We'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs>